Ahoy, motherfuckers. Welcome to Hindsight. I'm Derek. That's Brandon. And today we're joined by the host of the Mocha Minutes podcast. The one person whose podcast is absolutely a every day I got to have it in my life for us. I feel like I'm missing out on the world. The person who brings the knowledge, the logic, and the humor to the world of pop culture as well as politics without breaking a sweat or missing a beat. Um, the one person whose Twitter name I really just still don't understand, but it's hot. Stephanie. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am good. That makes my it, day. When is I this think your first time on the show? It's no. not. No. It's not. So we've talked about this before. We had you on for uh set it off. Yeah. Why don't I remember that whole conversation? Sunny quote that. What the fuck does that mean, Kobe Bryant? I know we talk about this every time. But we I'm, do. I'm getting fine, old and, and I'm I losing don't remember. it. So am I, because I'm literally like, what the hell did I say the last time? I don't know. But I think when people say I said what I said, because we're on Twitter and these are words, oh. and you're like you're tweeting and quoting. I'm like, I quote what I quote. I remember that now. You said that. Yeah. You quote that. I do remember that. Can you put that in your bio? Something every so often when I just forget, I can go back and look and be like, that's <laughs> that's why the fuck. And you know what? Actually knowing what that means, knowing that background, helps me remember how the fuck to tag you because I still <laughs> say sunny to T that. <laughs> so then I'll forget why I said sunny to T that, but I'll remember sunny quote that. <laughs> Which that sounds that's, like a rap song that's just waiting to happen. I mean, uh, my, my, my mixtape is coming soon. I was going to say, you can get Nelly on it the whole nine yards. Sunny quote oh, that. hell. I kind of want to be. I want a the baby remix for it. If I ever make a song, I want the baby on the remix for real. So today, today's better than last week. Let's be honest. Like fuck it, last week sure. was fucking horrible. Um, sure. for you, last week I felt like every time. I think about that movie. I just get mad all over again. And I'm so glad we got it out the way because now we can get the stuff that everybody fucking likes. I don't know anybody who doesn't like this movie. Like, if you don't like this movie, I won't make fun of you. But please, just at me. Just just hit up hindsight. I think the people who don't like it are the people who have never seen it. I think this is one of those movies where everybody loves it, no matter how old you are when you mm-hmm. watch it. And the only people who probably don't like it are people who have never watched it. This is literally the first... I think I can say this is the first action movie that was the first children's action movie. I'm trying to think of others, but no horror, no children's anything like that. Action. Yes, I think mm-hmm. this goes down in history as the first children's action movie. I think so. Like yeah, this, I'm like uh... this came right around the same time and 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 let me say we are talking about the inimitable we are talking about the the classic the 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 always we're, we're talking about the goonies um question and, is et yes, before or after the goonies was et in action is movie? et before or after the goonies it was before i don't but does it count as an action movie so that's a good more question. of a sci-fi adventure that's yeah, a, this you know is what? an adventure movie more than action. 
This it's one is, but but this is adventure. I think it's the score that makes me think of it. That's why it makes me think of ET. I'm like, it's the score. This, this score is, is just, oh, I love it so much. This is adventure in the same way that Indiana Jones is adventure. Uh, yeah. Okay. Adventure. Mm-hmm. So when so I think I, if, about Indiana Jones, I do blur those lines though between action mm, and adventure. Yeah, because because Indiana Jones has both. So yeah, I, I I'm going with your way of thinking on this because I think ET is a little bit different than Indiana Jones. So maybe yes, maybe yes, <laughs> <laughs> maybe yes. Because I'm like, if I look at it, it's like ET is not the same as Indiana Jones. It's not even they the same say as the Goonies. Is family sci-fi. Yeah, they say yeah. Goonies so, is adventure comedy. Yeah, so. Yeah, so I guess Go- Go- Goonies is the first action movie for kids. So the Goonies came out in 1985. I was five. Stephanie, when was the first time I you was... saw the Goonies and what were your thoughts? Um, I definitely was a kid. I don't know the first time I've seen it. If it came out in 85, I, depending on the part of the year, I was four. Uh, so probably, I think I may have been either in elementary school or middle school and I just enjoyed it. Um, I just loved it. I love the puzzle part of it, if that mm-hmm. even made sense. I loved all the puzzle. I love the end. I was mm-hmm. just like, man, it makes me wish I knew Spanish and I didn't. Um, but there's something about the Goonies where it doesn't matter if it's coming on, like you find it on streaming, or if you are someone like me who gets sucked into movies from ABC Family. Um, doesn't even matter if it comes on, like you stop what you're doing and you watch it. Brandon, how old were you? And what were your thoughts? Um, I don't think I saw this movie until I was a teenager. Really? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I can see that because you weren't really what we call an 80s baby. I was so, born in the 80s. When were you born? 87. Get the fuck out of my face. That's what I thought. I thought this because I was about to say eighty-seven or eighty-eight. I'm like, I thought Brandon was a little bit older. You ain't no eighties baby. By the time you were four, it was fucking nineteen ninety-one. Get the fuck out of my face! You were nineties kid. In the same year, Straight Outta Compton came out. That's an eighties song. And you didn't hear it until nineteen ninety-eight. See, let me tell you something, Brandon. Ninety-two, actually. Excuse me, MTV and I are the same age. Because that's right, MTV was born August 1st, 1981. My birthday is August 11th. That makes you an 80s baby, as long it, as you, it, yep. it makes us 80s babies. Brandon, you're not an 80s baby, you're a 90s kid. <laughs> I was 90s. talking in the 80s, yeah. <laughs> I was watching TV in the 80s. Hey, Brandon, I mean, Brandon, which show was better? Um, Dino Saucers, I played with Tonka or, Trucks. What, which show was better, Dino Saucers or Silverhawks? I don't know what I'm fucking exactly. Get the fuck out of here with that. Oh, I'm an 80s can baby shit. Just... Rashani, can I, I tell wouldn't have you watched how them shows anyway? I... You you shut your face and don't you speak ill of dino saucers, okay? Have you lost your mind? That's when I was so growing good, up and it I didn't... is not streaming anywhere. I'm so mad. I think it may be on YouTube somewhere. When I was growing up, I didn't I had, watch you know what, Stephanie. I have cartoons. a full I have a full playlist of dino saucers on YouTube, and if it's still up and running, I'll send you the link. Please do, because I'm like, 
how are y'all is that in pirates of dark water i'm like what the and fuck? mask how are y'all not putting some respect yes how y'all not putting i didn't watch any of them names? terrible 80s cartoons it's you a, need excuse me yeah, i watched the terrible? real good cartoons Wait, see yeah 70s terrible. cartoons are much the real better ghostbusters please yeah that's okay 70s cartoons are much better mm. that's what i've watched growing Don't up it's you like, know why you watch Jabberjaw? I watched Jabberjaw and Adam Ant and Secret Squirrel. I watched all that stuff. I didn't watch. You I don't didn't even watch stuff. Them that them clowns cannot be in the same name as Pirates of Dark Water and Dinosaurs. So I'm not mm-hmm. listening to you. Mm-hmm. It's and like that's why you yeah. can't find it anywhere now, right? <laughs> I can find well, Secret it's, Squirrel. It's, well, it technically was only one season, you, so that's you, probably why. You know why you can find Secret Squirrel because it's on Boomerang. And it's I can a find Warner, Adam Ant. It, it's a Warner. It's, it's a Warner show it's now. It's a Warner product, so it's on yeah. Boomerang. Yeah, they're not gonna let go of their oh, shit. Like haters. No, Excuse I'm me, just I saying, lost my all I, of this. All of this was just to say you aren't an '80s baby because every me, person I, I know found, who grew up in the '80s was either they would have an appreciation for those cartoons. That's all. I'm not saying anything bad. It's not. 80s it's not cartoons bad. are bad. Seventies. I'm in Wait, there. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I thought that was a '90s cartoon. No, that came out in the '80s. Mm. I'm pretty sure it came out like '85. Mm. It can't be '85 because I grew up watching it, so it can't be '85. '87. And I remember playing the video. '87. Oh, okay. See, it was the '80s. Okay. I knew it was close to there. But the actual. But yeah, I saw this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm fucking with you. No, I'm kidding. It came That's out in right. 87. The movie came out in the 90s. <laughs> um, but Brandon, look. Flowers. Look, Brandon, just... I, I'm not saying that to, to raise no. your hackles or anything. I'm just keeping it real. If you were talking in the 80s, you're an 80s baby. That's no, how I not. look at it. If you were talking in the mm-hmm. 80s, that's cool. But the time where you first have cognitive experiences... Will be in the nineties. That's what you're. That's what you are. When you see all those posts on Facebook or whatever about if you are a nineties baby, you remember this. You remember all mm-hmm. that shit. I remember all the stuff from the eighties too, because I'm an old head. That's not. Just but like that's today. Not, but look, the the way you said that I'm an old head. That's how I know that you're not. I know the eighties stuff because I actually experienced it. But I don't know the seventies stuff. I I could say I know some of the seventies stuff because I I'm an old head, but. That's not my experience. You know what I'm saying? You hated on the 70s stuff. You thought no, the 80s stuff was all. better. You just admitted it. <laughs> See, I feel, like, I feel like you're an 80s baby if you remember the USA Cartoon Express on Saturday morning. Ooh, they had Dungeons and Dragons. And they had Pac-Man. Mm-hmm. I remember Pac-Man. I don't remember Dungeons and Dragons. Do you remember the Cartoon Express on USA? I remember USA having cartoons on Saturday morning. So you don't, don't remember Cartoon but, Express. But we don't like, even have USA anymore. But you God can't, bless you can't go by memory because I don't remember the 90s stuff either. The, the only thing I remember from the 90s is like they had a Rugrat show. I don't remember anything else on Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah, because 91. Oh, God, I'm showing my age. Three cartoons, Rugrats, Ren and Stimpy, and Doug. Oh, I do remember Anderson. 1991. I wouldn't have, I, I would have never said that. Like the cartoon that I remember most from the 90s is Beavis and Butthead. Shout oh. That's it. All right, let's talk about the movie because you know what? Not the Goonies is you know what the Goonies is? The Goonies is the movie version of Legends of the Hidden Temple. 
which is the TV show that I always wanted to go on. Oh my God! There is no, there is no silver monkey. So I'm not doing this today. Like, every it's like, damn. When you see them get the monkey, it's like, oh shit! Well, what was that thing? Like the, what was that thing? Yes, the skull, they had. The they had to the put movie? together the monkey. Was it the silver monkey or something? Yeah, the silver and, monkey. and people really could not do it. It's like every time they got into the room, I'm like, oh shit, y'all gonna lose. This is that into a movie. This is the movie that people want to be in like when you watch this movie it's like oh this looks cool as hell to be on this set like to run through this maze and to like find this pirate ship and go through the pirate ship and then jump off the pirate ship into the water like it just looks cool as hell yeah so since you're talking about that shit let's talk goonies um that's what i'm talking about the goonies yeah i thought you were talking about that show you were talking see that's the legends one show of hidden that, temple yeah that's the one show i didn't fuck with i'm sorry out of all the nickelodeon shows they had nick so arcade and all that that's you, the one show I so didn't. were you more of a nick arcade and guts person i was a nick arcade and um wild and crazy kids type person and yes! double dare. Woo! then i was I, I, a legend of the hidden temple because i don't know the 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 it just got on my nerves Wild and Crazy Kids is like the GOAT. I kind of wish they had rebooted that show. Not that I didn't like the new um, Double Dare reboot, but I kind of wish they had redid that show. Apparently, apparently there's like a new owner of the house from the Goonies, like the the main house, and they get pissed because everybody comes to their house to take pictures and shit. Why would you buy that house and then go, wait, I don't care about your fucking nostalgia. Get off my lawn. It's like, what? <laughs> it's the Goonies house. What you doing? That's like, what are you doing? That's like buying the Fresh Prince house. It's like, uh, so don't do nothing to this house, okay? But before we get started, the one thing I will say is I totally forgot. We, we already that, started. No, before we get into, you know, going through the movie. I totally forgot that this entire film was about stopping their daddy house from getting foreclosed on. Right. I totally forgot that that was the reason they were going on this, like, look, going on this um, hunt. And now thinking about that, I was like, oh, that's that's some real shit. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So, um, <laughs> movie was made in '85 uh, by Steven Spielberg. Uh, back during his, honestly, can't nobody touch me phase when the nigga was literally like undefeated as far as putting out movies. Um, Cause he did this, he did ET, he did uh, Indiana Jones. Uh, he did third encounters of the, the weird kind or whatever the fourth encounter. I don't know, whatever the fuck that space flick movie was, but this close was encounters the one, of the third close encounters of the third kind. There we go. But this is the movie that every kid that I know, it just, it hits different. And I was scared to watch it again because I was worried that it wasn't going to hit the way that it hit when I was a kid because the stuff that happens in this movie, literally, if you are a kid watching this, it makes your heart sing. Like some of the things that they do in this movie, it's just like, I wish I could do that. You know, the 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 water slides and the the adventures and the caves and, and all that kind of stuff, that's... This is a movie that honestly wouldn't hit the same for kids who were born in 2000 and beyond. I'm just going to be completely honest with you. 
because there are certain things, certain elements to this movie that they just that just aren't there anymore, such as for starters, kids going the fuck outside. And kids, neighborhoods full of kids that all hung out with one another. That don't happen no more? I feel like that happens. You don't? Where? I see kids, well, not during the pandemic, but before before the pandemic, I would see kids outside playing you basketball. You saw kids outside playing football and basketball with one another? Yeah, like playing flat. Because like you live touch, in Texas. Tattoo and touch. You live in Texas where football is king. Yeah, football's king. And in Maryland. And in Maryland. I didn't see it in California, but also didn't live in the neighborhood there. Well, Friday Night Lights is a thing. Mm-hmm. Not really with us. But, but in Maryland, it's more basketball. Like, if you go to the high school in Maryland... And lacrosse. I, I will say that. It's, it's that and lacrosse. But For some I mean, reason, lacrosse is king. But hanging out, kids. like, on bikes? I don't know if kids do that anymore. Exactly. Hanging Fair out on go. bikes, going to kids' houses. Like, this movie and a movie that we'll get to somewhere down the line, Roll Bounce, are... Elements of an of of a time that will never come back, as far as hanging Mm -hmm. out with your friends, like this, the Goonies. We never had an adventure like the Goonies in my family. I will say that, but we would hop on bikes at like eight o'clock in the morning and get back at like seven o'clock at night, and just be out riding, just getting into our own little adventures in our own world. Mm-hmm. Where there were no parents to tell you what you could and couldn't do. There, we helicopter parent our kids now. Like we're hovering over many where they go, and they have cell phones now. You could track them down. There's no way that this. Happens. It's easier to find them, and it's interesting. But still, the world is still dangerous, no matter how much technology you have. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when his mom, like at the beginning of this movie, not the be- well, at one element in this movie, uh, Miss Walsh tells Brand, yo, your brother has asthma. Don't let him go outside. If True. he had left, she would have tracked him down because she's a helicopter mom. So fair. So this movie starts off hot with um, a, a jail escape. Uh, and the jail escape was quite honestly some bugle boy shit from DuckTales. Um, yeah. <laughs> with a small ass cell door uh i don't know that i don't know how tall that old man was if he was like six foot eight but he's ducking under a cell door to step in to see one of the fratelli brothers hanging himself so he runs over to try and i guess help him down like get him down from there but first he reads the note that says you fool did you think i really hang myself and while he's looking down the Fratelli brothers taking this time to unhook himself and hit this cop in the head with a lead pipe that he used to actually hang himself off a cell bar. But the the cell, the the part that he that the cop walked through was the front where there was a cell door. Why was the back also like prison bars? Like I don't I didn't you know, that it all looked fake to me. That's the one one of the parts that didn't hit me right. Um, mm. and so then the Fratelli brother runs out his mom and his brother are sitting out in the car waiting for him so then they can so then they can help him escape from prison Joey Pants is his brother mm-hmm. um, Joey is pouring gasoline all the way around the perimeter of the entrance to the prison there's only one entrance uh, also this movie takes place in a place called Astoria Oregon where there's no black people and yep. 
also, I guess there's not a lot of crime because their prison is literally a just a regular building sitting right next to like an auto shop and shit. So they pour gasoline all the way around the entrance and the cops are literally mesmerized by the fire. Like nobody wants to just run and jump <laughs> through this low ass fire and just shoot at the fucking car. They're all like, I don't want to get burned, you know. Um, and then they're driving down the road while the cops are following them in these ugly ass green cop cars. And they pass by literally every character from the Goonies. Andy is doing um, a cheerleading routine with the other cheerleaders. She's setting up a pyramid. Steph has her face stuffed into a crab wa- a crab barrel, a, wa- a barrel full of water. Like she has her head completely in the water. She pulls her head out of the water. Like that was some of the most white trashiest shit I'd ever seen. Weird. Um, Data was. Oh God damn it! Oh yeah, go for it. Um, I'm sorry. Y- yeah, you know the '80s was good for a, definitely a Asian stereotype. It was oh, so yeah. good. Oh yeah. So good. Yeah. It was just like, uh, wait, is this? And then please don't have Asian friends. So they go, yeah, so please don't ask me to do your math homework. Get the fuck out of my face. Mm -hmm. So Data is trying to get one of his uh, inventions to work to pull a trash can towards him. Um, Mm -hmm. Chunk is eating. Uh, He ruins a uh, milkshake and a piece of pizza watching this go by. He's the only person to actually witness what happens, um, which is frustrating in itself. Uh, Mouth is with his dad while his dad is fixing the sink. He's not actually doing well at fixing the sink. Mouth is actually watching a TV show where there's a cop shootout going on. So when he turns it off, he thinks the TV's broken because he still hears the sirens and everything in the background. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And then Mama Fratelli drives this uh, SUV that they're in, this four wheel, this four by four that they're in, uh, in down to the beach where they're having a four by four classic drive off race. And she just drives her car right into the race, bullet holes and everything in the back of the car. And they just take off down the coast. Not only do they take off down the coast, but she's literally whooping everybody else's ass. Like, I don't know if she, it's because she got a rolling start or what, but she's grooving. She, she was dipping in and out of cars. She was heading to first place. I hope somebody told her to slow down so they wouldn't see the bullet holes if she got first place. Um, but then the next thing that happens is we find out that this is the last weekend together for the Goonies. Um, Mikey's house is being foreclosed upon as well as Data's house. Uh, who's their next door neighbor, I guess. Um, We don't know about Mouth. We don't know where he lives. We don't know where Chunk lives. So um, it's fucked up that they're raising those two houses. They're they're tearing those two houses down to make them into a golf course. But it isn't like, you know, they're not going to get... I've been told that I need to leave a house. Now, the reason why I was told I had to leave a house is because the house, when we were renting it, the guy we were renting it from wasn't paying the mortgage. He was just taking the money and pocketing it. So they came and knocked on our door and was like, yo, you got to get out, but we'll give you cash for your keys. For your keys? Yeah, they gave a cash for keys program. Like, because we were renting and it was foreclosed and they were like, we'll give you, I think they gave us like $3,000 
uh, for the keys to get out. Whoa. Like they were like, we'll give you two days to pack up all your stuff and get out. And we'll give you $3,000 because this house is being foreclosed upon. And we took that $3,000 and moved into another house. Um, uh, oh, this you're saying you were renting it, right? Yeah. Okay. But I mean, <sighs> so Mouth comes over to Mikey and Brandon's house. Uh, everybody in this movie has a nickname. Brandon's nickname is Brand. Uh, Mikey's nickname is Mikey. And Mouth is Mouth. Mouth comes over and he's sitting there being a dick, talking shit. He's played by Corey Feldman. Um, and then Chunk shows up. And Chunk is like, yo, y'all, I got to tell you something. I got to tell you something. And Mouth, as soon as he sees him, is like, jerk alert. And before he'll what? allow Chunk to come through the gate, he makes Chunk do what he calls the truffle shuffle. And that's when I realized that I fucking hate Mouth. Oh. As an adult, <laughs> when I was a kid, it was funny. But as an adult, I was like, I will fight you, Mouth. No, I will fight you. You are not big enough to I be a bully f- like this. You think? He's the biggest one out of them, though. I mean, fair. Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, in that town, I guess he's like the cool kid out of that group. Um, So then, Mikey, this whole movie, okay, here's the uh, synopsis to the movie. Every fucking thing can be a rubric, uh, a, a gold, ru- a gold ru- Rollberg, or what What are those, um, those convoluted, no, no, not a Rubik's Cube. Let me Google this real quick. Rube Goldberg, um... Yeah, a Rube Goldberg machine. Everything, everybody yeah. can build one. Even back in, in, in like pirate times, everybody can build a Rube Goldberg machine because Mikey has somehow built the most convoluted way to open up a gate in the history of ever that involves a balloon popping so that then the chicken will lay an egg so that the egg will sit on something so that then it'll cause something else to roll down a hill so then it'll open up a gate that is literally 10 feet away from where they're standing <laughs> and i won't front cool i shit. fucking wanted one <laughs> what'd you say brandon cool shit i wanted one so bad that's all this movie was just a bunch of cool shit right and 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 so uh, Chunk runs up and he's like, hey, y'all, I got to tell you that I saw this thing about, I saw these gangsters rolling down the street and there were gunshots and it was dope. And Brand is like, yeah, we're supposed to believe you. Just like the time that Michael Jackson can use your bathroom and just like the time that you saved those people from a, from a fire and just like the time you ate your weight in Godfather's pizza. So, you know, since Trump nah, he said line. Janet came over, not Michael. He, yeah, he was like, I, 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 to be honest, it wasn't Michael who came over. It was his sister. So, you know what? It was probably Reby. Reby would go to a random person's house and use a bathroom. <laughs> she wouldn't what? be noticed. In 85, like, I think it was Reby because that was a centipede era. Centipede! <laughs> so, Data is on the roof of the house next door with a fucking zip line. I don't know how he did this. I don't know who talked about this beforehand, but he has a zip line attached to the roof of the house. And that's why I figured he lives next door. He's on the roof of the house. He has a zip line attached and he attached the zip line to Mikey's house. And he hops on the zip line 
And then as he starts going down the zip line, he realizes the Mikey's door is not open. So you hear him screaming from outside, Mikey, Mikey, open the screen door. They open up the front See, door, but they don't open up the like screen a, door. This doesn't sound like a how he did it. It's uh, why are you doing this? Why? <laughs> Data is the kid who was most likely to build a dot com. You're like, what? I'm like, so I'm going to do this bangerang and I'm going to do this. I'm like, but <laughs> I could just walk across three feet. Like, what are we doing? Like, what? So Mikey doesn't open up the screen door fast enough. Data literally crashes through the screen door and breaks it. Nobody cares because at that same time, Chunk, who's clumsy as fuck, is startled by Data coming through the screen door and drops the statue of David that is sitting on Mikey's mom's table. Everybody freaks out because the dick comes off of my off of the statue of David. And Mikey says something that went right past my head when I was younger, which is that's my mom's favorite piece. Yep. Oh, how did this go? There's a million things that went over my head that when I watched it again, I was like, how the fuck? The dick came off. Mikey said that was my mom's favorite piece, and I lost it. That is so funny because you're like, how did you? How did we miss this? It's like, wait, oh hell, penis humor. We missed the penis humor. Oh, it gets worse. So, Miss Walsh found Rosalita who's standing in the middle of the street when the uh, cops and the Fratellis go zooming past earlier in the movie. Miss Walsh finds Rosalita walking back from the grocery store and convinces her to help them be their slave. I guess I don't really know. I don't know how they set this up because she doesn't speak Spanish and Miss Wa- and, and Rosalita doesn't speak English. So I don't know how they communicated this whole thing to where Rosalita followed Miss Walsh home. But y'all don't want and y'all want to get rid of Hispanic people. Shut up. Mm-hmm. So like, Miss Walsh comes in the house and she's like, does anybody speak Spanish? Because I don't speak Spanish and Rosalita doesn't speak a word of English. So Mouth goes and translates and that's a fucking mistake because Mouth is telling her the worst shit in the world and Miss Walsh can't co-sign it. So Mouth, while Miss Walsh wants Rosalita, for example, to take the clothes out the top drawer, middle drawer, and bottom drawer and just throw them in a box. She doesn't have to do any folding, just throw them in a box. Mouth tells Rosalita that the weed goes in the top drawer. The cocaine and heroin goes in the the middle drawer. (laughs) That shit was funny. (laughs) I'm sorry, it is kind of funny. He's like, well... She look. She was looking at him like, "What is this?" Wait a minute. It's like, "What do you mean about? the weed?" <laughs> the look on her face was so great. Also, I noticed that you know, Mike's the parents. You know, they were paying Rosalita while also getting their house foreclosed on. Mm-hmm. That was some. That's some interesting choices back in 1985. You think? So Rosalita and um. Miss Walsh go through the house and Mouth tells her all the wrong stuff and says, if you fuck this up, we're going to put you in the attic where the cockroaches are. Um, Mr. Walsh doesn't want anybody to ever go up into the attic. He has, he's a curator for a museum and has a ton of stuff from the museum. 
uh, at his house in the attic, which he never lets anybody see, which I think is like a fucking waste of really dope shit. But that's just me. Like, I would have been showing my kids at a young age all this fucking history from Astoria because that's literally Mr. Walsh's interest, which is why he fucking works at the museum as a goddamn curator. <sighs> but they had a ton of stuff just there, sitting in the attic collecting dust. And so they... um. Miss Walsh and 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 um, Rosalita are going back to the store. They'll be back in a little bit. Miss Walsh notices that there is something going on. The kids are about to freak out because they think she's noticed David's dick, but no, she just noticed chips all over the floor. Oh, and she doesn't get mad about the hole in the screen door. She just tells Daddy to come in through the back door next time because honestly, that's probably how parents in the '80s were in some households. They were just like, you know what, kids are being Agreed. kids, whatever it may be, blah, blah, blah. Just come through the back door next time. It's no biggie. My mom knew all of my friends back in the day because we would sit in front of her TV and play games outside the front of her house and everything. So if somebody did something, my mom's kids were the neighborhood. It was a wonderful time. Uh, so they go mm -hmm. up to the attic and they're like, yo, what's going on up here? Uh, they see... Well, honestly, Chunk sees a, uh, a a picture frame and he picks it up and drops it and breaks it. And there's a map. And it's in Spanish, which Mouth just so happens of course able to, to this. So, Mouth, can you read this real quick? And so Mouth reads it, even though, you know, he's... This is the one thing he's actually good at. Somehow an Italian kid is able to read Spanish in, in Astoria, Oregon. Go figure. Nobody else yep. is. Nobody yep. else in the town can fucking speak Spanish. Except for Rosalita. Nope. <sighs> so they somehow, uh, they they read the map and, and everybody's like, okay, that's some bullshit, whatever. Um, but then... Chunk picks up another thing that's a newspaper about Chester Copper, Chester Copperpot. And that gets them <laughs> even more interested in this thing. And then they find out the pirate's name, who was the map is about, the pirate who hid all this treasure, his name, his name is a dick joke. Dude's name is One-Eyed Willie. Like you can't even make this stuff up, even if you wanted to. I feel like what the one I really dick joke came after this. I'm gonna this. Google that. I, hold on, you go ahead. I'm gonna Google that. No, At really, least, just keep talking. That's what I would imagine. <laughs> because I I saw that and I went, oh, that's where the one I really dick joke came from when I first saw this because I had heard that before I saw this movie. And so I just assumed this movie is a really famous movie. That's where that came from. But, you know, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know what you're going to Google. There's actually a, you know, there's a, <laughs> there's a website, a podcast. Somebody did a podcast and they said 12 reasons that Goonie is really about sex. <laughs> and it's like I mean, a bunch of stuff it. that has happens in this film. Um, that they that they um they they related to sex. Data's gadgets, Chunk, his nickname. <laughs> yeah, that's a reach. 
I agree. So but, I don't know. Yeah, no, really... I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm really curious now because I bet I, you that's where it came from. But even if it was where it came from, it was still written by two adult men mm-hmm. knew what it what they were aiming at. Because, I mean, the phrase Willie and Tallywacker, Tallywacker has to be older than this. Has to be older than 95. Because Big Johnson, uh, Willie, Tallywacker, all those phrases have to predate this. Correct. Johnson Maybe. does, yeah. I've seen that in the 70s movies. But I've never, I've never, I've seen a lot of old movies. I've never heard the term One Eye Willie pre-1985. In a movie, at least in a movie, I have seen it since, though. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what made me believe, believe that. Okay, I'm still searching for this. When were dicks first called a Willie? <laughs> when were dicks? <laughs> when were dicks? I am a child. Do you know why we call a penis a Willie? 1960s. North, originally, originally northern British usage from the 1960s. Probably the simple use of a proper name as a pet name. Compare Dick, Fanny, and Peter. Peter? They called penises Peter? Yo, yep. still do. I've Peter Tallowacker? Yeah, still do. I've never heard that one. That's interesting. Oh, you learn something new every day. But yeah, no, it's it, <laughs> Peter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so one eye Willie, big ass dick joke, <laughs> um, like the whole movie. And so, um, Mikey is trying to get everybody to be interested in this map, and he's trying to get everybody fired up about going on an adventure. And everybody's like, I don't want to fuck with that shit. And so they go back downstairs because the doorbell rings right in the middle of his big speech. Mikey. For those of y'all who have never noticed this, because I didn't until today, Mikey is just like his goddamn mama um, in a few ways. One of which is that he says words wrong all the fucking time and his brother corrects him. And then she's, he's like, that's what I said. I said what I said. I, I quote what I quote. Yep. So um, they go downstairs and Troy, uh, uh, the teenage jerk of the movie his dad who's the adult jerk of the movie uh is standing outside of the house and he's like is your is your dad home and they're like no he's not here and they were like is your mommy home and brand is like no she's off at the store buying pampers for all his kids and troy's dad continues on and he's like yeah just have your dad sign this paperwork by tomorrow because i guess the foreclosure paperwork and i just want to point out that most places don't come with the foreclosure paperwork the day before the foreclosure but that's just you think so this is a movie for kids they probably don't even know what the hell foreclosure is i didn't that's why i was shocked that they chose to go with that you're absolutely right you're absolutely right because i didn't know what a foreclosure was i was like okay they're building a golf course cool (laughs) 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 not a golf course now as an adult i'm looking and i'm like oh shit they are pricing out the people so then they can get closer to the coast that is fucked up but then you know what i also noticed they were running We'll get to that in a second. But Astoria is full of fucking mansions. You think? Who would have thunk it? Full of mansions. I'm looking at like 
three story houses and shit. So they run back upstairs. Uh, Mikey's like, hey, this is our one chance to be able to do something before everybody's gone. Tomorrow, we have to do what they tell us to do. Mikey was full of speeches that were all guilting people. Tomorrow, we have to do what they tell us to do, but today is our day. This is our time. We can't just give up. And so everybody's like, fuck you, Mikey. Let's take a look at this fucking note that you want to look at. So they go back upstairs and they find out the one-eyed Willie. <sighs> one-eyed Willie was famous for traipsing around the story of setting booty traps. You mean booby traps? Yep, I'm That's out. What I said. Booty traps. Booty traps. <laughs> yep, I'm out. Also, booty traps works I too. It out. does, but it is greatness because it wasn't Data who said it. I am so glad they didn't have Data fucking up the words. It was the white boy Mikey in this movie. I'm okay with that. Chunk breaks. How can he be else? so good at math and still fuck up words? He they can't have both. <laughs> So Chunk gets handed another thing by Mikey because Mikey knows he's going to drop it and Chunk fucking drops it. And so Chunk is literally the MVP of this movie because without Chunk, none of this shit fucking happens. Um, and they go back inside the house and, and Brand goes back to working out and Goonies are good enough as playing in the background. Thank you, Cindy Lopra, for one of the uh, songs of my childhood. This is not only the song that played throughout the Goonies, but it also played throughout the Goonies video game, which for some fucking reason, Nintendo was called Goonies 2. What? Goonies Part 1 wasn't available on Nintendo. It was available on Play Choice 10. It was available in the arcades, but the Goonies 2 was the first game that was available on Nintendo. It was one of my favorite games. Throwing a hammer at an old man while he says, you shouldn't do that over and over again never gets old. I digress. Doesn't even get old when you say it. Man, so they wrap Brand story up is. in his, huh? No, I was just saying a story is beautiful. Just maybe a story is random. dope, and there's no, the black <laughs> no black people. No black people are going to make it. That seems about right. Yeah, in Oregon. Oh yeah, there's I don't not know many black people in Oregon. <laughs> I don't know if we were even allowed there yet. Oregon, Oregon is one of those states. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's, that's the state where it's like, yeah, ain't no black people here. Yeah. Oregon is the whitest liberal state in the country. Yeah, I don't mm -hmm. know if we were even allowed there yet. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not joking when I say that. Like, I know black folks weren't allowed in Oregon for a yeah. long time. Long there were some time. black people in Portland, yeah, but not now. the rest of Oregon. Now, but if you really look even that then. up, black, you know what? Back to the Google. When not back to the Google. It is beautiful though. Oregon is pretty in Oregon. So. The first such no law, the first such Oregon black exclusion law took place in 1844. Were blacks yeah, ever allowed to come back to Oregon? Uh, yeah. Uh, Portland banned blacks as the all white state. It doesn't say when we were allowed back in. <laughs> we just kind of snuck back in that weren't. motherfucker. <laughs> But you know it's not that many black people in Oregon because that's where they defunded the police. Mm -hmm. They do all that stuff there in, in parts of Oregon. <laughs> the statutes weren't re removed from the books until 1922. Yes. Um, but yeah, so Brand is working out with some of those old school slinky band muscle pull apart thingies 
that they had from the 80s along with jazzercise and shit. Brand is also wearing sweats with a pair of shorts over the sweats. This is 80s in its finest fashion. I don't know anybody who ever did that shit. Wore the sweats with the shorts over the sweats with a sweatshirt, with a bandana. Oh, and, and Brand is played by uh, fucking Thanos. Take that, Pete. Yep. So they wrap Brand up in this muscle machine thingy and they take off. And they're about to hop on their bikes and ride off down the coast to go to where they think the three these three rocks are that'll help them find where the treasure's located. Uh, and Mouth has a great idea to flatten the tires of Brand's bike. And Mikey turns around and says, it took him 376 lawn mowing jobs to get that. It's his most favorite thing in the world. And Brand and Mike and uh, Mouth says back, now it's his flattest. Let's That's go. That's so cool. Right? That's how you get your ass whipped by a bigger kid, though. Very true. <laughs> so Just be very honest. So they ride off, and as they ride off, that's when you can see that there are mansions, like hills and hills of mansions, as far as I can see in Astoria, and it's fucking beautiful. Brand gets free because his mom comes in and says, where the fuck is Mikey? Brand's like, help me. <laughs> his mom goes past him. Rosalia comes in. Brand is like, help me. Rosalia can't speak Spanish, or can't speak English. I don't know how Brand got free. Maybe his mom came back again, but Brand is literally the chair is falling backwards and he's in the and and he's laying feet in the air in this chair, wrapped up, bound up, and his mom just goes past him to put the groceries away because welcome to the 80s. Um Brand gets loose, comes out, finds out that his tires have been flattened, cusses his brother to flark out in 80s form, uh, and is about to panic not panic, but he's frustrated when he sees a little Asian girl riding a bike, a little pink bike with training wheels. So Brand fucking jacks the little girl for her little bike with training wheels and high knee pedals his way down the block. While he's pedaling his way down the block, Mikey and his boys are almost all the way to uh, the coast. They stop on the freeway or on the, the winding roads that lead down to the coast. They stop in the middle of it hop off their bikes, leave their bikes in the middle of the road, run to the side, and they're like, there go the three stones. Okay, we're almost there. Hop back on their bikes. Brand is riding. I don't know how Brand knew where these kids were fucking going, but Brand is riding his bike, and he runs into Troy, Andy, and Steph. Mm. Troy is trying to look down Andy's shirt by using his mirror to... uh He's turning his mirror so he can try and look down her shirt. Steph is in the back laughing because, like I said, white trash. Uh, Andy is like, if you don't do that, if you don't stop doing that, I'm going to fuck you up. And they see Brand up ahead riding, toddling along on this little kid bike with training wheels. Andy says to, tr says to Brand, do you need a ride? Brand likes Andy, so he starts stuttering. He's like, <laughs> and Troy's like, yeah, bud, do you need a ride? Brand has put his hand on the door of Troy's car while he's still on the bike. Troy puts his hand on top of Brand's hand, locking it down pretty much in place and takes off in his car while, while Brand is still on this little kid bike and pushes the speed to like, I think they got to 55 miles an hour. Sparks start coming off the bike. Uh, <laughs> the training wheels come off the bike completely. <laughs> 
Brand has Why no control over the bike. And then Troy lets go right when they get to a curve. So Brand fucking flies over a goddamn cliff. Because that makes fly sense. Down a, fly, fly, he flew down a hill, okay? A hill. We he probably no, just tumbled down the hill. No, we, we saw... He, he should have been dead. <laughs> Let's be honest. You sure he, he wasn't? He should have been dead. Troy really tried to kill Bran, and I think that that's a red flag that Andy should have saw right there. I mean, yep. even if we know he's not dead, Troy doesn't know if he's dead or not. He didn't give a fuck. I wouldn't either, to be quite honest. Yeah. So then they find the restaurant. Uh, Data, Mikey, Mouth, and Chunk find the restaurant. And Chunk is like, yo, that's a summer re- That's a summer restaurant. Why is it open in the fall? And everybody's pretty much like, shut up, Chunk. And Chunk is like, I don't feel good about this. And they're like, shut up, Chunk. And then they're like, see, there's two customers right there going in. And, they were, and Chunk was like, those might be drug dealers. And Data was like, those can't be drug dealers. Drug dealers don't wear polyester. And I'm like, how the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> how do you know this? Um, so they walk into this restaurant that is literally just dingy and dirty and full of cobwebs and just nastiness. And this woman comes out who literally, we know her as Mama Fratelli, but if she comes out of this nasty, dirty, dingy ass place, I would leave. Everybody else wants to leave, but Mouth wants to talk shit. Yeah, because why wouldn't he? So Mouth is like, everybody else is like, I, I don't need anything. Mouth is like, nah, I want the veal scallopini and the fettuccine with the Alfredo sauce and the fettuccine 1981. If he don't go to hell. And Mama Fratelli grabbed his mouth and fucking squeezed his tongue out of his mouth and was like, all we serve here was tongue. And pulled out a knife. And I would have been like, thank you. God bless. Good night. <laughs> we ain't seen shit. We gonna go home. Good night. Meanwhile, Chunk is the last person to come inside of the building. And while Chunk has been telling him about this this 4 by 40 he saw with bullet holes in the back and nobody believes him, Chunk literally goes to the garage that's right next to this restaurant and opens it up and then there is the same black 4x4 four four with, with the bullet holes in the back. So oh. Chunk comes running in and um, tries to tell them again, yo, y'all, the fucking SUV that I was telling you about is in the fucking garage. We gotta go. Now why would they leave? Stay there. She... They're still scared of Mama Fratelli, though. So they're like, she's like, do y'all want tongue? And they're like, no, we'll take water. So she brings them water. It looks like it's from Flint. It probably is. Uh, And Mikey's like, I got to use a bathroom. Chunk is like, you don't want to use a bathroom here. (laughs) And Mama Fratelli's like, why doesn't he want to use a bathroom? Like, she had the nerve to be insulted. How dare you with my... uh sham business talk about me uh ma'am this is not a real business i don't don't understand what's going on here why would you say that my place is dirty and uh chunk is like well probably because there's if if he goes into the bathroom there's probably like daddy long legs and stuff in there and then i realized you know once again these kids are like supposed to be 12 11 probably Mm -hmm. 11 
So they probably will be scared of Daddy Long Legs. But Mikey is going downstairs anyway. And while he's going downstairs, he hears the most beautiful uh, opera music being sung and horrible screaming and yelling. <laughs> and uh, that's when he first hears and sees the silhouette of Sloth. So he goes running back upstairs and he's telling everybody, yo, y'all, there's there's a monster downstairs. We got to fucking go. And they're about to leave when Brand fucking shows up and puts Mike in a will in a in a headlock and is like, I'm going to fucking kill you. How the fuck did Brand find him? I How thought did- they said something about the map when they were all up in the attic. Cool. They did say something was. about the map, but he went downstairs before they got to talk about all the stuff and about the three rocks and all that kind of stuff. Oh, he probably just ran over that way, but you're right. He went right where they were. And even better, how the fuck did Andy and Steph find Brand? Movie magic, guys. Movie right? magic. So Andy and Steph are, are walking down, um, and they see Brand, and so they walk inside because Brand is still mesmerized by Andy. Um, and I guess Steph steps on a rake that for some reason had two fish fucking attached to it. Like, why? And so they scream and they run inside the building right when uh, Brand is about to tell everybody to, that we got to fucking go. This is craziness because Brand's mom has told him, You ain't fucking coming home without your brother, which is on some older brother shit. Like, I know my brother's been told that before. Like, yo, don't come back here without your brother. Like, I told you to watch that little motherfucker. You better go get him. And then I get beat up, which is why Mikey was getting beat up. I can understand that part. So uh, everybody's like, please let us stay for just a little while longer. Brandon Brandon's like, fuck y'all. I want to go home. Y'all flatten my tires. I'm not doing shit for you. Andy is like, please let him stay just a little while longer. I'm just, she's fucking 14 too. And so Brand looks like he's like 19. Everybody else is like, they're like 12 and 11 Andy looks like she's maybe 15 and she's like please let him stay a little while longer Brand's like okay and so that's why they get to go deeper in and so Andy is the other MVP her and Chunk mm. uh, Chunk bumbles again and breaks a water bottle which flows down a fucking grate in the floor that leads to long ass loud drips that leads to a tunnel that leads to the treasure um, also, they see a um, data. Data sees a counterfeiting machine, and he thinks that he's rich. But that's how we find out that the Fratellis have been uh, counterfeiting money. Also, this is how we find out the Chunk was right the whole fucking time. But then they completely discount Chunk's worth by having him be able to smell fucking ice cream, frozen ice cream, by the way. Through oh my freezer God. door when he's about 10 feet away from the fucking freezer door. No, not doing this with you. It's a fat joke. It definitely is. You're so fat, you could smell ice cream. Bitch, what? You can smell frozen ice cream with a lid. With a lid. Through a door. Through a door. While you're about 10 feet away. Also, the way like, that they got huh? into the, the way that they got back into the restaurant after it was closed was by mouth bullying Chunk, saying that he had naked pictures so, of his mom. 
and the way that yeah, they were cause... able to do other things, the way that they were able to uh, find out a, the the way that the water bottle got knocked over was that uh, Mouth told them that they should pour chocolate sauce on the floor and 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 Chunk would eat through. Chunk it. would eat it. <laughs> Chunk would eat through the floor, which, but, and, and who the fuck eats grape <laughs> ice cream? Serial killers. He's Maybe calling out all these flavors, and one of the ones he called out was grape. Maybe it was Sherper. There's no such thing as a grape. You mean like an Italian icy yo? In no, like Oregon? Sherbert. There's no such thing as a grape sherbet. In the 80s, I there's thought they pineapple. There, there, I'm a sherbet eater. There's pineapple, there's there's lime, there's raspberry, there's orange. There's no grape. Have you ever had grape ice cream? Look, I'm looking at it right here. Baskin Robbins sells grape sherbet. That's because it's Baskin Robbins. Is it? Is it that Shrek Baskin shit? Robbins. No, it's just a grape sherbet. You can get it on Instacart. Look at that. Look at look at 2021. Look at 2021. Now look at 1985. Grape. <laughs> grape ice cream. Because it's a place in Texas called Brahms. They make grape ice cream, which is weird. See, you even said it. It's weird. Yeah, grape ice cream is weird. Grape sherbet, a little bit better. So they drop down into the um tunnel. And Bran or uh, Chunk gets left behind inadvertently in the freezer because he's looking at all these ice creams mm-hmm. um, and a dead guy falls on him. Uh, they go down into the tunnel. They can't see. Data is, again, equipped with uh, the perfect invention, which is his bully blinders, which he first used when two big guys tried to mess with him. He's trying to tell the story. Nobody wants to listen to him. Um, and the batteries run out almost immediately. Brand tells him that his inventions are stupid. That is important because we'll get to that in a in a, in a little bit. Uh, Chunk starts running towards the door after the fatalities uh, come downstairs. He hides in the freezer until they leave, and then he comes to the door. He comes and says, please let me in. And they're like, nah, you go get the police. The Everybody else telling Chunk, no, go get the police. Let him know that this is going on. Go get the police. Go out the window. So Chunk goes out the window. He's walking down the side of the road. A car goes by. He tries to get them to stop. They won't stop. Second car pulls up. He runs in front of the car, which he should have done in front of the first car, but that's neither here nor there. And the second car stops. Chunk goes to the second car and starts spilling all his guts about how he's seen a murder and these ugly ass people and blah, blah, blah. And lo and behold, the folks he's talking to are the fucking Fratelli. Fratelli's. I was like, yo, why are you saying, why do you just say, yo, can I get a ride back in town? Exactly. Like, I, I got uh, stranded out here. Can I get a ride back to my parents, please? I got bullied. Somebody took my bike. Can I get a ride back to my parents? Yeah. Also, Robert Davy, who plays one of the Fratelli brothers, the one who's not Joey Pants, is an actual, uh, he's a classically trained opera singer. And I just want to give him his roses because that shit is dope. Um. They're walking through underground. Um, they accidentally set off a booty trap, which causes a bunch of stones to fall out the sky. They find Chester Copperfield's uh, wallet 
stuffed in his pocket because he's crushed underneath one of these stones, even though none of the other stones are activated, which is what I didn't understand. Like, who reset these traps? Chester Copperfield is literally dead underneath one of these rocks, but all the other rocks are still dangling in midair. That's a great question. Oh, you know what? I think he got through all those initial traps, so they never got set off. I think they were saying like he never got he got that far. He got because remember at one point Mikey's like we're further than Chester Copperfield ever got to. Mm-hmm. So my assumption is those initial traps that we saw never got set off with Chester. But they showed him in the part where they were like run, run, run because Data, Steph, and Andy were further back than everybody else. They show Chester stuck underneath one of those very rocks. Like the only one who, the only rock that fell. The rest of them were still oh, up in the sky. Oh, got you. And that's why that's I was like, how does, how'd that happen? Like, that's but it's a kid's movie. You're supposed to look past that kind of stuff, but that's a goof. Um, they go a little bit further. They find a place with a whole bunch of pipes and stuff, and they start banging on the trash can, strumming on the street light, uh, which these pipes are underneath the Astoria Country Banging Club. on a trash can. <laughs> See, see, Brandon, that's how I knew you're not an 80s baby because that song didn't pop in your head. So they I fucking don't know nothing. I'm old. I don't they, know pop culture. They fucking tore that country club the fuck up. They knocked somebody the fuck out at a water fountain. <laughs> <laughs> they uh pulled all of the the handles and 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 knobs and faucets out of the wall, and then they just went about their business. Um, the Fratellis, meanwhile, are sitting with Chunk with a blender with tomatoes in it. They're making salsa. And they're like, yo, if you don't tell us where, what, everything that we want to know, if you don't tell us everything, we're going to put you in this blender. So Chunk literally starts telling him about every bad thing he did from the age of like five, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, they... Meanwhile, the rest of the Goonies are still walking downstairs. A bunch of bats fly in their face. The bats look fake as shit. They go back to Chunk. Chunk is telling them the most, the most horrible thing I did was I made fake puke and I went to the movie theater and I went up on the second story of the movie theater and I made a noise like this. He was pouring his heart out, bro. <laughs> And then I, I I poured the fake puke into the audience and they all started throwing up. <laughs> I don't know why he was so why he was like that. He was scared shitless. They had what? <laughs> they had his hand in the they blender. They were gonna put his hand in the blender, that's true. He's like, I'm gonna tell y'all everything. Oh my god! And then the bats start flying out, and that yes. scares them shitless. And so that's when they're like, he's telling the truth, and my and and Chunk, being the good friend that he is, and at risk of his own life and his own health, screams out, "Mikey, I don't know if y'all can hear me, but if you can, run! They're coming." I don't think they can hear him, but you know, it's a good friend. That's that's good people. Uh. Mikey and Andy and the rest of them are still walking. They get to a place where it looks like there's a bunch of coins on the ground. Uh, Mikey says, it looks like it's going to be steep. Take my hand, Andy. 
and just starts dirty macking on Andy, which was greatness. As a younger brother, I know how great it feels when you get to hold your brother's girlfriend's hand. Uh, he beat me up badly. So they go in and they find all of these coins on the ground. They're like, we're rich. We're rich. We're in the money. We found it. We got it. And then they're like, wait, when did this map get made? And uh, Mouth is like, yeah, like the long time ago. And they were like, well, was it before? Um, was it before Abraham Lincoln? And they were like, yeah. And then they were like, we're in a fucking wishing well. We can't take any of this stuff. That's not nice. We're in a wishing well. People have made these wishes. And then that was the point where Mouth probably made what to me was his monologue of the entire movie, in my opinion. Which was this? Hey, Mouth, what year was that map made? Oh, I don't know. Probably a couple hundred years before. Oh, wow. Uh, President Lincoln. George Washington, uh, Martin Sheen. Martin, Martin Sheen. Sheen, that's President Kennedy, you idiot! Well, same difference! I mean, he played Kennedy once. Oh, that's really smart. I'm glad to know you're using your brain. Yeah, well, at least I have a brain. So stupid, Mouth. Oh, yeah? Yes. <laughs> Shut up! Wait a minute, wait a minute. This isn't gold. This is a wishing well. Look. Hey, you guys, look. look. It must be the old Moss Garden wishing well. You know, I always used to believe that when you threw your money in, it turned into your wish. You take no coins. And I'll take two coins. And no, hey, that's not food. Wait, 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 wait. Stop, stop. You what? can't do this. Why? Why? Because these are somebody else's wishes. They're somebody else's dreams. Yeah. But you know what? This one. This one right here. This was my dream, my wish. And it didn't come true. So I'm taking it back. I'm taking them all back. That line as an adult hit me square in my stomach. He's taking them all back. Yo, this was my wish and it didn't come true. So I'm taking this motherfucker back. That hit me like, ugh. Whew, I've had I've had dreams that didn't play, and he's only like eleven or twelve when he says that. That's heartbreaking, fam. Mouth has seen some shit. Also, I wonder how long that wishing well has been there, because they probably, depending on how long that wishing well has been there, they probably could have had enough money to pay the to pay the rent from that. That's what they were doing initially. That's what they were trying. <laughs> He like use them coins to pay for your use these wishes to uh, like, fulfill no, your dreams. <laughs> I mean, but then Troy and uh, his friends are at the top of the wishing well, and they're like, "Hey, Troy, have you smashed yet?" And Troy was like, "I'm not gonna tell you guys." And his friends are like, "Nah, man, you should tell us." And Troy was like, "Nah, I've gotten the bases, but I ain't smashed yet." And they were like, <laughs> "Well." Are you gonna smash? And he was like, "It's gonna happen soon." And then he throws a uh, coin in there, and he's like, "They're like, what'd you wish for, Troy?" And Troy was like, "I wish I could smash." And then his coin comes flying back out to indicate you ain't gonna get it. <laughs> um, 
and that's when Troy looks down and he's like, who's down there? And they're like, who's up there? And that's when they realize Troy's up there and Andy's about to hop into the uh, bucket and get pulled up to go back with Troy and them because she doesn't want to be a goonie anymore. And Mikey is in his guilting greatness when he talks Andy out of riding up Troy's bucket. He's like, up there, we're nothing, but down here, we're goonies. And Andy was like, I'm not a goonie. And Mikey's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been using this same guilty It's like, one. sir, what are you doing? It's like, sir, I did not sign up for this. Sir, this is a Carl's Jr. <laughs> sir, this is a Wendy's. I'm not, look, get out of here. Like, what you doing? Bye. <laughs> you guilting the wrong person I can't believe they said here. smash. I was like, when they said smash, I'm like, what? You're guilting the wrong person here. And it's like, but I just want to, if we leave here, this is our time. Up there is their time. Down here is our time. See, this is how I know that y'all really are friends. Because how come nobody say, excuse me, my house is not being foreclosed on. I'm going upstairs. Right. <laughs> Death kills us like crack kill Tuki. No. Death kills us like crack kill Pookie. The way Schwarzenegger <laughs> killed Pookie. <laughs> Chewbacca was a Wookiee. Revolution. Pookie! <laughs> Pookie! So, so then, after that, they uh, keep going because Andy decides that she's not going to go up the bucket with Troy which I don't think she would have been able to make it up that bucket Troy had both of his friends pulling up the bucket and wasn't helping that at all but I don't think Andy would have been able to ride up that bucket how old is that rope I'm like that rope that bucket that rope is not holding up a 120 pound white woman it'll Mm -hmm. hold up a bucket of water for like seven pounds (laughs) it was like so basically you want her to get in a bucket the rope would have snapped and she would have snapped her back on the rocks, slowing down, but sure, get in the bucket. Girl, bye. If you don't That's call a the gym whole class. police. That's a gym class rope, Stephanie. Give us some respect. You would think so. I'm like, if y'all, like, hop in the bucket, we'll pull you up. Have you lost your goddamn mind? If you don't call the police. Oh, speaking why of. Why are y'all Chunk, not calling the police, you clown? Chunk called the police. And the police were like, get the fuck out of my face, Chunk. You done lied to us all the time. What about the time you told us about fucking animals monsters who multiply when they get hit with water (laughs) i'm not not (laughs) good night i'm not in the business to defending the police but i do not blame the police for not taking this nigga serious at all chunk told the niggas that there were gremlins in town (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry the police acted acted accordingly in this situation (laughs) once again something that went over my head as a kid but oh my god oh shit oh god so the police didn't believe him chunk goes back in he gets captured by the fucking fratellis he gets thrown into a uh into a cell with with um sloth uh somehow the fratellis go down the tunnel start running and somehow catch up to the Goonies. 
I don't know how an old lady and her two sons were able to make it past those traps because it didn't seem like there was a lot of squeeze space, squeeze space around those rocks. And they had to climb up that last rock in order to get to the next area, which I don't know if Miss Fratelli was able to do. But, you know, neither here nor there. They get to them right as they're crossing a log that is in the middle of a... Stop What? I said, stop underestimating Miss Fratelli. Respect that woman. Uh, she's gangster. But how Respect gangster is she woman. really? So <laughs> they got catch a Tommy gun on deck. Whew. She look like she really doesn't like the Beagle, but the Beagle Boy's mom. Um, I swear that's who they made her after. Like the DuckTales character, I swear they did it after Miss Fratelli. Um, but they um catch up to them right when they're at a log that is suspended over some rapids in a river. And so they're all inching their way across it. And then they see the Fratellis and data stops, data stops because he has another great idea, which is to use his slick shoes. He starts squirting his slick shoes. The only thing is he calls out every invention that he has, like Kobe, <laughs> slick shoes. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a suspected gadget. It's 007. They call him 00 negative, though, which is fucked up. But he starts spraying the slick shoes all over the uh, log, and then he makes it across safely. Uh, Joey Pants tries to make it across, slips and falls and lands right on his dick, like, like uh, Spread Eagle uh, lands on a log. His brother comes out to get him and also lands Spread Eagle on the log. And How did not fall over? That's what I want to know. Because right after that, like this huge rush of water comes, it should have taken yeah. them both out. I thought they were going to get taken out, but they keep going. Somebody and needs to make the Goonies into a ride or some bruh. type of amusement park that you bruh. can go through. Because it looks like so much fun. I would pay all the money, all yeah, the money. It looks like so much fun. So then the next thing that happens is. They the Goonies are running and they run into another booty trap, which is a bone organ. Oh, by the way, after the first booby trap where uh, Chester Copperfield got killed, um, Mikey reached into his backpack after he pulled out his wallet. He reached into his backpack and he also pulls out what he thinks are candles, but written on the side of it, each candle, it clearly says dynamite. Why? Why did the? This is what I don't understand. How did the older kids not know they weren't fucking candles? They were clearly dynamite. Does nobody read like at all? That's that was my question. Like, did they? This read? is worse than Problem Child when they thought those firecrackers were candles, right? At least they literally were say dynamite on them. <laughs> What's that say on the side? Oh, dynamite! Now let's let's put that down. Let's. I'm trying to figure out how Dana was supposed to be like this genius, but y'all still played him as being the dumbass. It's like. I'm sorry, how is he dumb and smart at the exact same time? Oh my god, I can I create slick shoes. I can't read TNT on the side of a stick. Bitch, what? So they um get to the bone organ and nobody knows how to play the piano except for Andy, who just, you know, happens to find them at the beginning of this whole thing and start traipsing along with them through this adventure. 
it's just fortunate that everybody came together at this one time because Mikey would have never been able to do this by himself. Mikey can't really, Mikey doesn't provide shit for this. He's literally the Hannibal of this whole operation. The only person who doesn't really do anything in this entire movie is Steph. Every other person had a role or a moment where they got the shine except for Steph. I'm really trying to think about what Steph did. I got nothing. She uh, she laughed at Mikey for kissing Andy. That's about it. Then uh, <laughs> Andy comes close to failing, but then she doesn't. And she brings down the bridge far enough to where they can get in, which is too bad because, you know, everything that they do, the Fratellis just fucking follow them. But they go through, um, and that leads That's to what a I fucking... understand. Why didn't they, why didn't she go back after she got the bridge, right? She should have walked back to the piano, just played the wrong key, and it would have destroyed all destroyed the rocks, it. and they couldn't yeah. have got there. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, the next part is they get to go on this super dope-ass water slide, which I was so jelly. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go down that water slide my whole life, like all of my life, like now life. Um, and then Data, who finds the entrance to the next segment. After they run from the initial booby trap, uh, Data's walking and he walks over a, a, a pit that collapses and he almost falls to his death. Everybody actually thinks he's dead, but he has some pinchers of peril that come out, its teeth attached to slinkies. They attach to the wall. <laughs> He's able to get down safely. It's a bat grapple gun. It really is. Uh, he gets down safely. He calls to the rest of them, and I'm safe, and there's another path down here. Somehow they all made it down, too. I don't know. And I don't know how to foretell he's no, made they, it down there either. No, no. They they showed that. They got a rope. from. There was a rope up at the top part that they used in another, and they, they tied that rope to something, and they climbed the rope down because the Fratellis were climbing down the rope to get to that part. Okay. So, cool. Um, data, however, I never noticed this and it's heartbreaking now. <sighs> it's heartbreaking now to even say this because data was fucking traumatized from almost dying. And data's fed the fuck up. And so there's a point in the movie where data when they come off the water slide, they land in this ocean. They see this big, or in this lagoon, they see this big ass boat. Everybody's like, whoa, cool. They all swim over to the boat. They climb up the boat. They're looking at all of this um, stuff that's on the top deck of the boat. Dad is still walking around exploring stuff and he falls through an old uh, wooden thing on the floor. Stephanie, any thoughts there? Any any thoughts at this point in time? I, I really want to know why y'all tried to play the agent kid as dumb and smart at the same time. Also, I, I love that everybody had a purpose, but nobody had like this divine intervention. It's just hilarious when you think about it. I'm like, excuse me, we're on a quest to save my house. Why are we not set calling this the quest to save our house? Hmm. <laughs> Your house. Because I'd be like, wait a minute, you want me to drown so that you can live in that house that you may yeah, not be able to be afford home. next year. Get out of my face. No. Well, technically, if they got enough treasure, they probably could have just bought the house, paid off the house. I mean, you're right. It was enough treasure down there to buy all the houses in the town, probably in 1985. I mean... <laughs> 
So, sure. so this is what Data goes through when he is uh, when he falls through the hole. First of all, he falls through the hole, but he's alive, and so he lets yep, everybody know. He lets everybody know that he's alive. You dumbass. That's real. I don't care what you say. That's I, when you fed up with white people. It's like, y'all motherfuckers. Have y'all right? lost y'all mind? Why don't you use the <laughs> stairs? Like, the stairs. Bitch, you talking about using the you stairs when data's bitch. falling. I'm, I fell. Like, you, raggedy, you raggedy bitch. It's like, so first of all, fuck you. And second of all, what the hell? See? Use the stairs. It's, Tell That's me. when you know you fed up with white people. I'm like, you know what? I brought my Asian ass because y'all dumbasses need to save your house. But then you're gonna tell me why didn't you use the stairs? How about you go to hell? How about that? Mm-hmm. The fuck, like, use the stairs. Fuck you. Use the fuck stairs. You. Um, t- your train, your acela train to hell is on the way. Shut the hell up. So use the stairs. Use the stairs. <laughs> You can stairs. use the cell to go to hell. How about that? Fucking use the stairs. Use the stairs. So, Mikey finds One-Eyed Willie after uh, Data has had his moment where he's like, somebody called my invention stupid. I really felt for Data in that entire scene. I was like, fuck you, Brand. Um, Mikey finds uh, One-Eyed Willie's skeleton. He calls Willie the first Goonie. Um. <laughs> And so everybody else comes in. They start trying to get jewelry and everything. And, and Mouth is about to grab the jewels to the right in front of One Eye Willie. And and Mikey's like, Nah, those are his. Don't don't touch those. Those are those are his. Somehow the Fratelli's caught up to him a fucking again. Also, somehow everybody's dry. Nope, not doing this today. And so <laughs> the Fratelli's uh, catch up to them, and one by one they make them return any jewels that they had. Uh, because it's not like there's not enough money on the sale for every fucking body. And it's more nope. than y'all can carry. Y'all ain't got pockets. I mean, all you got is pockets. It ain't like y'all brought bags, Beagle Boys. Just let us get some of this and y'all are good. Y'all can go. They force all the kids to give up their jewels and then they make them walk the plank one by one. Uh, however, some fucking how, Sloth and Chunk, who have become friends because they were, when they were stuck in the cell together, uh, Chunk found out that Sloth is a real person, unlike everybody else who have been treating him like a monster. And so him and Sloth get close. Um, Sloth breaks out of his change because he wants the baby Ruth that uh, Chunk offers him. And then he lifts Chunk up and hugs him and drops him. And that's how his uh, chair breaks. And now they're both free. 
Nice. Somehow Sloth fit through that fucking hole in the uh in the fireplace. Somehow Miss Fratelli is... fit through that hole in the fireplace. Let's be honest. Chunk is so compassionate. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, very much so. Way to um, go, Quasimodo. But they catch up to everybody else as well. I don't know how. I really don't. I don't know how Sloth's big-ass shoulders were able to squeeze between those rocks and the booby traps. I don't know how they were able to get up that other rock. I don't know how they were able to do any of that stuff. Um, especially because back in 85, they had really made it seem like Chunk or that Sloth was not able to do jack shit. However, with, Slo- with when Chunk shows him love, it shows that he can do anything, which is dope when you look at it from that standpoint. And so they make it all the way there. Uh, Chunk and Sloth arrive sliding down a fucking sail that's like 60 feet in the air. Sloth crying out, hey, you guys. So then they all know that he's coming. He beats up his brothers. His mom uh, tells him, I'm sorry for dropping you a few times. Because she calms him down by singing Rockabye Baby to him. And then she says, uh, drop. And he gets upset that she dropped him. So he pretty much drops her over the side of the fucking ship. Um, the Goonies. Yep, because somebody with Stockholm Syndrome would definitely drop that person over the side. Yeah. But now, Mama Fratelli went back to the ship, which is what the Goonies should have done. They should have went back to the ship, too. I don't know why. But she goes back to the ship, and they stole all the treasure for themselves. Sloth jumps into the water. Uh, but then Mama Fratelli ended up taking the gold that Mikey had said should have been left for One-Eyed Willie. And that set off the last booty trap, which caused the cavern to collapse all around them. Um, the Goonies fled through a hole um, in the cave that Sloth... Sloth fucking hordors himself, hodors himself. <laughs> I mean, if there's another way to put it, please let me know. Sloth hodors himself in order for him to get if out. If the cavern fell all around him, how the hell did that ship get out? That's a good question. Do, 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 do. Don't have to make sense. Just be a goonie. The two police and then find them. once you saw the ship was out, right? Once you saw the ship was out, right? It wasn't that far from where they were. They knew that shit was full of gold and shit. Nobody was like, hey, man, get me a speedboat or something. No. And nobody was like, hey, um, you're going to pay us with the money that you just got off that ship. But that's not really your money. That's the ship's money, which means it's our money because it belongs to Astoria. So you can't pay us with that. You don't want your stolen money, buddy. Somehow... You know, everybody else's money is gone, but Mikey just happened to be smart enough to put some gems into a marble bag, which Rosalia finds. Rosalita finds. So she's the other MVP. And she hands the bag to Mikey, who hands it to his father, who says, we won't be moving now. We won't be moving ever. So I'll be like, I'm sorry. So I work at this thing called a bank. We don't accept this. Make let us know when you have us some money, you broke bitch. Get out of mm-hmm. here. I'm sorry. Is that rude? Mm-mm. And that's the Goonies. Oh, and Chunk and his family adopt Sloth. 
He's like, you want to come live with me? I'm like, I'm sorry, sir. You don't pay any bills here. The fuck you mean he coming to live with house? You ain't telling me word. Wait, this big motherfucker like, right here? Hey, wait, did you talk? Did you talk to your mother? Hi, hi. Yep. So you don't pay the mortgage. How the fuck is his big ass coming to live with us? You're going to live with me. You don't pay no bills, nigga. What you mean? His parents have a heart of gold. They got a heart of gold. Mm-hmm. And actually, the the his mom in the movie was his mom in real life. Oh, that's all I got. That's all yeah. I can do. <laughs> I feel you. But yep, that was it. That's the uh, that's the Goonies. It may seem Loved like we're it. ragging on a movie, but seriously, it is an adventure. It is literally like it's part of the lexicon. It may sound like we're like this movie is stupid, but it's like it's not. It's greatness. It's just. It, it's it's kind of like watching the Care Bears movie as an adult, where they're like, "Close your eyes, maybe he won't see us." And I'm like, "Okay, pause. What the hell? What kind of advice is that for children? Close your eyes so the lion won't won't see you. How how is closing my eyes not gonna? Okay, I don't understand this logic. We're not supposed but, to. But as a kid, you're like, "Yep, makes sense to me. Let me close my eyes so the lion won't see me." Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So that's it. That's 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 the Goonies in a nutshell. Hooray! It was um, great. What we got next week? Whew, that's a good question. Let's look. I believe next week Shantae will be joining us as we talk Air about space. real genius. Yay! Oh, Yay! Shantae! Yeah, Shantae will be joining us. We talk real genius. And then after that, we have Inner Space. And then after that, we have Teen Witch. Oh, can I be on for Teen Witch? You already signed up for Teen Witch. Oh, that's right. You know, you already signed up. I'm so excited. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, we signed you up a long time ago. Top that. Sh- top that. Stop that. I don't <laughs> want to give up about trying to top that. Stop that. Top that. Yeah, this is what y'all going to be getting. Oh, no, I'm looking forward to making fun of that movie. Are you kidding? I, mean, I, I love it. You know what's even better than us making fun of that movie? The white people in that movie making fun of it. Like, what oh, the yeah. hell does my white ass look like doing this rap? You're like, are you sure you want us to do this? I'm a white person. What are you doing? It's like, well, you know what? The way made. you said that really sounded like how they rap, too. I'm a white person. What are you doing? <laughs> you keep trying to come to me. Now the whole song's ruined. It's a plot point. It shouldn't happen. Who would have really thought two white folks would be rapping? Top that. Top that. Hey, seriously. If <laughs> you think you that you're bad, top that. Penny? Stop that. Top that. Top that. You can't get with my rhyme. Stop that. I've Shut never up. seen this movie. I thought it was oh, Teen I, you this have whole time. No. You have to watch. It's so good. No, Teen Wolf is in our Michael J. Fox, I think, uh, phase. Yeah. That is uh, a classic. I want to be the most popular girl. Yep. So. I'm so ready for this. Stephanie? Yep, uh, yep. You want to tell me anything about the show? So, uh... Coming up on the Mocha Minutes podcast, I'm having another conversation series. And so this conversation series is going to be about colorism discussed through the lens of dark skinned Black women. Um, So I have asked a couple of some of the amazing women in my life, that is including my mother, to come on the show and discuss colorism um, at 
different ways. I'm also asking Sasha from the Booney Breakdown. Um, I'm sorry, the Bravo Breakdown. I actually did not ask Booney from Booney Breakdown um, to come in there and discuss colorism as she is someone who is an actress. She's a working actress. So she has a definite... Um, she has definite thoughts on colorism as opposed to entertainment, but we're going to talk about it also as folks who watch as Bravo watchers, because a lot of things have come up with colorism, especially on Bravo, that I don't think people have noticed. But if you're a darker skinned Black woman, you have noticed it. And so I think having darker skinned Black women talk about this is a little bit different because sometimes... Our, our lighter skinned sisters and brethren, they really don't understand what it means because when you want to explain to them, um, when it comes to colorism, it is a um, it is a positive for light skinned folks, but it's a detriment to darker skinned folks. And then um, I think a question was asked of me, I'm like, but what about when people who say, I only like dating dark skinned men? I'm like, so that's a fetish. And fetishes are not a positive thing. So still, it's not really they like you. They just have this notion in their head, darker skinned men are either have bigger dicks or better at sex or both. I'm sorry, I have to bust that myth because, well, yep, that's not the show. Okay, yep. So we're going to talk about colorism. I'm also going to have Cook from Highly Inappropriate and Taria from What Else Is Going On. Those few conversations, I'm very, very excited about this conversation series because I think it's overdue because some people muddy it, um, especially when y'all let a non-Black woman make a song about being called a yellow bone. I'm like, so she's not even Black, so this is bad. And then come to find out that she, the nigga she did this for, they're not together anymore. I'm like, so I guess yellow bone isn't what he wants, is it, Danielle? <laughs> yeah, that's just coming up on Mocha Minutes. Oh, 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 okay. I look forward to all of it. Um, and again, y'all can check out the Mocha Minutes podcast on Twitter at Mocha Minutes. Yep, yep. You can check out Stephanie on Twitter or if you would like to be like Sunny, quote that. <laughs> Sunny, quote that. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, if y'all want to um have fun with me at Absurd Spoonful, yep. We have no, we play too much there i just want to say sometimes we play a little bit too much but you know love us through it beloved also you will get these laughs you will indeed brandon you got anything nope okay well for each of us we want to thank y'all for listening we greatly appreciate it uh please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts at if the place where you listen to podcasts doesn't allow you to leave a review just go to apple um also uh you can follow us on twitter at hindsight reviews r-e-v-u-e-s uh brandon is available on twitter at that cool black nerd you could oh black is b-l-k that cool blick nerd um you can also check him out at the Why So Serious podcast. If you want to check me out further, y'all can go ahead and take a listen to the Ratchet Book Club, which just had a second episode come out. It is also available on the Hindsight feed, but if you want to check it out directly on its own, there is a Ratchet Book Club uh, Twitter page, which is Ratchet Book Club. It's not really rocket science, people. Um 
also we have a show called return to oswald which is a review of every episode of the iconic hbo show oz that brandon and i do with my friend michael aka scar so check that out as well Uh, but thank y'all again for checking us out here on hindsight we greatly appreciate it y'all be good peace Music for Hindsight is Coffee by Cambo Smith, and it's from the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know by now that you slipped.